So the role of the non-governmental organization or the NGO is something that uh, is not often addressed, or maybe it is, but how it's addressed and what the language is around it is something that is critical as well. So, oh, and I do have to say, what was the song we played for Phineas? Open, my apologies. The Weekend, Save Your Tears. I'm telling you now because I know one of you is going to say, well, you didn't tell us what the song was. So there you go. That's the song. Let's go back to our community story. What is an NPC? What is an NPO? A non-profit company, a not-for-profit organization, a non-governmental organization. Sometimes it all gets a little confusing. On the line, we have the spokesperson for the South African Nonprofit Organization Federation of Gauteng, Diane Noyile. Diane, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, good morning, Michelle, and thank you for having me. Diane, let's uh, tease these terms apart, apart, because uh, a lot of people don't realize that you have an NPO, which is a non-profit organization, but you also have an NPC, which is a non-profit company. What is the difference? Uh, the difference is that with an NPO, you, you, you can't have a business, but with NPC, it's non-profitable company. You have an NPO, and then you have an, a, a company in your NPO, so it's registered as an NPC. So when you talk about being a spokesperson for the non-profit organization Federation of South Africa, are you focusing specifically on NPOs, or are you including NPCs in the conversation? We include in both the NPCs and the NPOs because the challenges we are facing are, are the same. Because even if you, you will have a company, because most of our, 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 our challenges, Michelle, is based on funding. So you can have a company, you know that we had a, a, a pandemic uh, two years ago of, of uh, COVID. So all the companies now, they, 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 they had a challenge. So NPCs are included in our in our federation as well. So let's talk about those challenges, because to be frank, I always believe that uh, we jump first to funding and there may be other challenges that one needs to address first, issues of governance within an organization that is a not-for-profit and the likes. Let's talk to those challenges that you think um, these organizations face. I'm so grateful that you came with that with that question, especially in terms of governance and all that. We as some of the South African Non-Profitable uh, Federation, non-profit, non-NPO Federation, I mean, we make sure that our members are empowered. As I'm speaking, on the 6th of uh of February, we're having a training for some of our managers, especially the district uh, committee of, 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 of our members. We'll be having a training of such the governance and accountability at the waterfront uh, in, in, in the Val. So we make sure that our members are, are empowered. We're not only uh, running after funding, but we make sure that the members of our, of our federation are empowered in terms of accountability, in terms of governance and all those things, so that they can be able to be accountable for the funds that they get. So that's one of the things that we are very strong in. Thank you. You know, Diane, you, you mentioned non-profitable, and it's always been an argument that I feel uh, is probably not raised enough, and it's probably the linguistics of it, is that when we talk about a non-profit, should we not be talking about a not-for-profit? I mean, there's a difference between a non-profit and non-profitable. I mean, you as a not-for-profit organization, the federation itself, could in fact make 
as much money as needs be, as long as you aren't using it for very specific things, as long as you don't have shareholders, as long as you are, that that surplus goes back into the organization and ultimately goes back into the beneficiaries. Do you think that maybe sometimes it's a case of the language that is being used? Uh, Michelle, it may be that, but uh, I will say in terms of um, a what 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 you call as 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 money coming and not being used uh, that is why i'm saying to you we have seen that gap yeah as as the federation and we have decided that we empower all our members in terms of that uh but it may be an issue of a language yes i'm i i partially agree with you but yeah. for me non-profit it, it 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 just means that you you you're not supposed to profit from the organization you have to take everything that you get to the beneficiaries yeah. yes you may be compensated as the person who is who is managing the 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 the, the, the organization but most of the funding uh, is supposed to go to the beneficiaries hence the funders they will they will direct you to say this money the 10 percent it it can and only go to the salaries or stipend for yes, that matter sure. because in NPOs, in most NPOs, especially the small NPOs, there's no there's no salary. There's just stipend. Mm. Just the money that you can be able to to have your toiletries and all that and, and just petrol to go to work. But it's, it, there's nothing to profit about, to be honest with you. You know, Diane, you've raised an interesting point, and that is the point of like where the monies go with regards to the support from either donations or funders or whatever the case may be, is that the challenge for NPCs and NPOs, and in fact, uh, any NGO, is that there is a very clear distinction around where those monies are going to go. And that distinction often is you may only spend a percentage on the running of the organization, if at all, and the rest of those monies have to go to the programming. This becomes a huge challenge, as we know, for the uh, non-governmental space, does it not? Yeah, it it does. I tell you, firstly, let me tell you, Michelle, uh, funding is scarce. Mm. for NPOs. And the little funding that we get doesn't cover even the scope of the work that we are doing. Look, NPOs are are one of the uh, what do you call? Uh, they are the one of the of the department that uh, creates jobs in South Africa, whether we want to agree with that or not. Mm. Because most of the people that are, are, are working in South Africa, they are they are in NPOs and they are only getting a stipend. To be honest with you, they don't even get a stipend that is 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 is, is, is uh, 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 on the standards of living that we, we are having right now. I mean, everything is increasing, uh, but uh, the, the, the sad part about it, even if a, a funder is giving you more funding for the next financial year, you will find that uh, the, the, the stipend is only raised up with a hundred rand. Mm. And with the standard of living right now, it's very sad. And one thing that we need to, to, to understand uh, most NPO uh, 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 managers or, or founders are not there for money. Mm. They are there because they have a calling. They do this because they love their communities. Because, look, the hand of the government cannot do all that we are doing. They can, they can make decisions up there, but they cannot reach where we are. 
and 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 sometimes even the funding is not is not it's not doing even half percent of what we're supposed to be doing. You know, Diane. One of the things uh, you talk about the founder of the not-for-profit organisation and that they often, well, that not often they do it for passion, and that's why one would often start that not-for-profit organisation. There's something called, and I can't remember the exact title, but I remember doing quite a bit of research around it. It's called the ghost of the founding CEO, and it applies very often in the not-for-profit organisation because you often find that in order for an organisation to scale, they 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 are founded and they are started and it's very powerful for a certain period of time and then in order for them to scale you might need to bring in someone else to lead the organization and that then talks to the challenge of the founder who has to maybe step back and i've seen this in many 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 organizations in the creative sector as well where there's a challenge between the founder and the secondary leader of that organization. Is this something that you might also look at and address? Yes. Uh, again, Michelle, I'm going back to our federation. Our federation, we are, we are, as we are doing the trainings, we are training the founders and the managers who are still here to have an exit plan, yes. which means you are going to, to impart what, what is in you to the next person who is going to succeed. Because in most NPOs, and even in companies, as you said, I agree, we, we get a challenge that the NPO will die because uh, the, 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 the founder goes. member uh, has left the NPO or has, 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 has passed away. Uh, yeah. And that's one of the challenges that we saw happening because of the problems that we were getting from from the NPOs themselves, that so-and-so NPO, uh, the founder or the manager has passed away. So uh, we're having a problem now who is going to lead the NPO. And you find that, wow, uh, uh, we have to start from the scratch to now train the people how to even lead the NPO. So that's the gap that we, we have saw, and we are training our members to impart what they have into the people that are, are in the NPO right now or to the person that you feel is going to be the, 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 the leader when you are not there, whether you're still alive or or you, you have parted in this world. In some of the, the sort of collateral or publicity collateral around the Federation, there is this conversation around that the, the, the sector, uh, the not-for-profit sector, is often disintegrating and often working in isolation. I suppose the challenge as well is for us to start to understand that it's not an adversarial relationship between the public sector, the private sector, and civil society or the not-for-profit sector, and that we need to start to see engagement across those sectors. Is this something that you will be engaging with further as well? Oh, indeed. We have already started. Great. Listen, uh, 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 Michelle, I think for a long, long time, a long, long time, the NPO sector itself, everybody has been working in isolation. And that is when we saw that collaboration will be the one that is making us stronger and our voice to be heard. Because at this point in time, when you are facing problems as an individual uh, uh, NGO, uh, you don't, your voice is not heard. And again, what we've realized is that for us to be able to get funds, uh, it is the, it, it is advisable for NPOs to come together as as a, as a, as a collaboration as we as as a 
a federation, as I've just said. So it's easier to, 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 to go and say, we're representing so much NPOs and we need funding in this place rather than when you're going individual. And that it will make an impact. As I'm telling you, in Gauteng, we have, we, as, as, a, as a federation, we, we, we have started to, to do a... a uh, campaigns together. Mm-hmm. On the 10th, we'll be having, 10th of March, we'll be having a big one in Ekuruleni uh, as, as a sector, not as an individual NPOs. You know, when you go around and see all these gazebo, colorful gazebos, mm-hmm. some people are doing HTS. It's, it's different kinds of, of, of organizations. So I'm telling you, the NPO is coming very strong these days. We like to hear that. Diane Noyila is the spokesperson for the SA non-profit organization Federation of Gauteng. We have a question for Diane. Let's just crack into it. Uh, good morning, Michelle. It's younger in Cape Town, in Rosebank. Michelle, um, a question to your guest. Uh, as a federation, really, do they, they do um, enough vetting you know, to their members? Because, I mean, um, it's no secret that um, the sector nowadays really has turned into something else, you know, whereby people um, source funding from government. And you'll be surprised, you know, um, half of the money that, look, um, it, 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 it is not going to the beneficiaries, you know, to the communities they serve, you know. They invest this money, you know, they buy themselves vehicles with this money. It seems like... There's no controls, you know, um, after um, these NPOs um, are given funding. So um, I just want to, 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 to hear from your guest that um, what mechanism are there in place? Excellent question, and certainly an excellent question if you look at uh, the national the stories that are coming out of the national lotteries from ground up and the like. Diane, how are you dealing with that? Do you vet the organizations? And we talked about governance a little earlier. Do you ensure that they are highly uh, uh, that their governance is, is is highly acceptable? If one wants to say you know use those words. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, in terms of our federation, as I said, we're doing trainings. We, 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 we do rounds as the committee, as the Gauteng committee. Look, Sampof is not only uh, in Gauteng. It's in all provinces. It's a national. But I'm speaking on behalf of, of Gauteng mm. because I'm the spokesperson of Gauteng. We do trainings. We check NPOs. We, 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 we make sure that they have all the meetings that they're supposed to, to, to have. Like an NPO to be registered. That's, that's where we should start. An NPO to be registered, it must, it must have a board member. That is the governance committee of the NPO, and the gov- they, 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 that committee should be the one who is visiting their NPOs that they are board members on. Should be the one who are raising funds for the NPOs. Should be the one that is looking if the NPOs are going according to to the to 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 to, to what they're supposed to be going uh, 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 about. So it, 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 it is the work of the funder, firstly. The funder should be the one who is uh, 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 checking if the NPOs is doing the right thing. The board members inside the NPOs are supposed to be active. And then we come in out on our members. Look, we can't just go to any NPO that is not our member because they are going to say, who are you? We don't even recognize you. But on all our members, we make sure that all those things are done and are in place. And that their financials are in place as well. 
the financials every year like we are we are nearly the end of the financial mm. year the 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 books are, are supposed to go to 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 be uh to do an afm a, a financial statement and they are submitted another thing the the department of social development make sure that we report every year we have a report financial report we take our afs there which is a, a financial statement we take it there we we take we need to have meetings because in our constitution it says that you should have so many meetings for board members you should have an agm once a year in the agm that's where you report everything that has happened to the community not only to board members you call an agm you, you then you, to the community you report what you have done the money that you have received how did you spend your financial uh, 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 statement is read there through the the, the chairperson of the of the board Diana Oyila thanks for making the time to chat to us